Hello, my name is Kate Chesterman. I'm a GP in South Norfolk, and I also co-host the GP Notebook Education Study Groups. Welcome to this season of GP Notebook Podcasts, where we present bite-sized topics aimed at all those working in primary care. You can follow me on Twitter, at ChestermanKate, for more information about our new podcasts as they become available. And you can also visit www.gpnotebookeducation.com to learn more about our upcoming GP Notebook study groups. And you could also download free resources such as our series of shortcuts. Welcome to this next edition of the GP Notebook podcast, where today I'm going to talk about undescended testes in infants. So let's think about how this scenario might present in primary care. Sam is a six-week-old baby who was noted on his newborn baby check to have only one descended testy. His parents were made aware and were advised to highlight this finding to their GP when they came for their six-week baby check. You are now seeing them for that six-week check and you know that there is still only one palpable testicle. His examination is otherwise normal. So through this podcast, we're going to think more about the finding of an undescended testy and the risks associated with them. And we're also going to think about the assessment and action we should be taking in primary care. And my main source for this podcast is the very helpful, nice CKS topic on undescended testes that was updated in 2020. So undescended testes really are exactly what they say. And that is the incomplete descent of one or both testes from the abdomen through the inguinal canal. And therefore, we cannot palpate them in the scrotum. But it is worth noting that 80% of all undescended testes are palpable, just higher up in the inguinal canal or in the abdomen. Now, undescended testes are not that rare. And it is actually the second most common paediatric surgical condition after inguinal hernia. And an undescended testicle is seen in about 4% of boys at birth. But the majority of these, so about 75%, will spontaneously descend into the scrotum over the first three to six months. Now, we don't know why some boys are affected and others aren't. And the vast majority have no underlying condition. However, there are some risk factors associated with their development, including a family history. And we know that about 9% of full brothers and nearly 30% of monozygotic twins will have an undescended testy if they have an affected sibling. And undescended testes can also be associated with low birth weight infants, preterm deliveries, endocrine disorders such as congenital adrenal hyperplasia, disorders of sexual development and maternal smoking. And previous inguinal surgery or a history of a retractile testi also increases the risk of an ascending testi. And we'll go on now to think about what retractile and ascending testes are. Because actually the finding of an absent testi in the scrotum isn't always due to an undescended testicle and there are five possible diagnoses to consider. So firstly, there can be a true undescended testy. So in this scenario, the testy is present and it lies along the normal path of descent. 
but it's found in the abdomen or inguinal region and has never previously descended into the scrotum. Secondly, there could be a retractile testy, which is when the testicle may move back and forth between the scrotum and the groin. For most boys, a retractile testy eventually moves to the scrotum and stays there permanently sometime before puberty. But sometimes it remains in the groin and is no longer movable. And this would be known as an ascending testicle, which is the third possible diagnosis. Fourthly, there could be an ectopic testy, where the testy lies outside of the normal path of descent. For example, in the femoral region or in the perineum. And finally, there can be absent or atrophic testy, where the testy may have been missing since birth or may have been seen in the scrotum at birth, but later disappears. So why is it important if the testes are not in the scrotum? Well, there have been several complications that have been shown to be associated with undescended testes, and these include impaired fertility. And it's been shown that the cooler temperatures within the scrotum are beneficial and the higher temperatures in the abdomen or inguinal canal can affect spermatogenesis and this can lead to reduced fertility rates. There are also higher rates of testicular cancer in men with undescended testes and this increased risk can be reduced, although unfortunately not completely reversed, by early surgical relocation of the testicle into the scrotum. And there is also evidence that undescended testes are more likely to undergo torsion and are more likely to be associated with inguinal hernia than scrotal testes. Now, as we have seen with our case study, Sam, screening for undescended testes occurs at two points of a male baby's life during their newborn baby check and again at the six-week check carried out in primary care. And if an undescended testy is suspected, then we should undertake an assessment including, as always, a history and examination. We should be asking parents about the possible risk factors we've already discussed and also ascertaining whether the testy has ever been palpable in the scrotum. Because, for example, if the testy is palpable in a warm bath, then this may suggest a retractile testy. And if the testy was present at birth but is no longer palpable, then this may suggest an ascending testicle. When examining the infant, we obviously want to do this in a warm room and with warm hands. And we should inspect the external genitalia for any abnormalities and also check for any lumps in other locations that could suggest an ectopic testy. If there is an absent testy in the scrotum, then you could use your fingers to milk down the inguinal canal to try to locate it. And if you can locate it, see if it can be moved into the scrotum. If you can move it into the scrotum, but then it returns to the inguinal position, then this suggests a retractile testy. But it is worth noting that it might not immediately bounce back. It can take a variable amount of time for the testy to ascend again. Now, NICE are clear that we should not be arranging ultrasounds in primary care if we cannot palpate a testicle. So we don't need to be arranging investigations, but we do need to be considering a referral. And the timing of that referral will depend on the outcome of your assessment. 
So if there is a suspected disorder of sexual development, or if bilateral undescended testes are identified either at birth or at the six-week check, then that infant should be urgently referred to a paediatrician. And this is because they may need endocrine or genetic investigations. For cases where there is a suspected unilateral undescended testy at birth, the infant should be re-examined at six to eight weeks. If at this time both testes are normally descended, then no further action is needed. If the testy is undescended at six to eight weeks, then the infant needs a further examination at four to five months. Again, no further action is required if the examination is normal at this time. But if the testy is still undescended, then they should be referred, ideally to be seen in secondary care at around six months of age. And this referral will either be to paediatric surgery or urology, depending on your local guidelines. And finally, if both testes are in the scrotum, but one or both are retractile, then parents need to be advised that these children should have annual follow-up because there is a risk of them developing an ascending testy. And if the testicle does ascend and is no longer movable into the scrotum, then again these children should be referred. And if you're unsure whether you're dealing with an undescended testy or a retractile testy at any point, then it is worth a referral for a clear diagnosis. Surgery is ideally performed by one year of age, so a timely referral from primary care is important to allow the best chance of this happening. Now finally, I just wanted to highlight a useful resource for patients, which is the British Association of Urological Surgeons website, which has some excellent patient information leaflets on a variety of urological topics, including one on a missing testicle. And I've put a link to this leaflet in the show notes for this podcast. Thank you for listening. And I hope that this has been helpful. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcasts, which are available on all major platforms. And feel free to get in touch via social media or email me at kchesterman at gpnotebook.com if you have any questions, comments or ideas for future podcasts. And do visit us at www gpnotebookeducation.com to find out more about our planned study groups and to download free resources. Mm-hmm.